friends, family, and foe. It's been almost two months since our last episode. For that, we are truly sorry. However, in our defense, COVID has ruined pretty much completely everything. Not to worry, we are back with a solid agenda for tonight's episode 52, The Return of Sports. And a regulation is here to bring you everything that's sports and entertainment. And per usual, I'm accompanied in the stew with the same old crew. Let's meet the minds behind the madness. Back in New York after a four-month hiatus of traveling in the midst of the pandemic. Harry Douglas, how we doing, kid? We're doing well. This is weird to be back, but um, I've been living a very nomadic lifestyle for about four months now. Finally back in New York and everything's gone to shit. Um, had my first, you know, dove head first right back into JG Mellons just to make, you know, make it feel normal again. And, uh, but yeah, what a, what a weird four months it's been. A boiga and fries is a good way to kick it back off. That's exactly right. I heard that. And, and in the midst of 4th of July, right around the corner, couldn't think of anything better. Well, finally, joining us here in the real world and not loving it. Tommy Lasagna, how we doing, kid? It, it is good to be back. It's new. I, I feel kind of lost right now. I'm not sure if I'm doing this right, but um, yeah, it's good to be back. What do I do with my hands? Uh, just uh, yeah. sit on them, I guess. I Tom, don't know. Tom, you're you're a quick learner in the fact that all you know, you've gotten, you've come very quickly to the point of just complaining about work on a day-to-day basis, and uh, uh, it's you know. After a That's long, just the life a, of an adult. Yeah, after a long time of you not having that, I'm, I'm kind of happy to have you uh, on the same ship. Well, first, first and foremost, grad school is like a weird in-between where you're, you're not in the real world, but you're treated like you're in the real world, but you're not paid like you're in the real world. So it is nice to have like a legitimate paycheck, but my fucking company, which I will not name for my own <laughs> personal reasons, hasn't paid me. They just straight up skip my last paycheck, so I'm just kind of in limbo right now. I don't. And lasagna is about that money. I'm just ready to retire, you know. Yeah. Ain't that yeah, aren't, aren't we all? Well, on that note, let's kick it off. I think Joe Flacco is actually a very elite quarterback. I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. You got my vote. Number one man, greatest quarterback of all time, hands down, Tom Brady. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you might imagine what the hell it is that we're going to talk about, but there is stuff to talk about. Things are starting to reopen now that the madness and chaos of COVID has settled. We've got an agenda for you here tonight. We're going to talk Cam Newton signing in New England. We're going to talk about the MLB and the NBA, their plans to reopen. This is big news for sports, and uh, we're going to put some bets on how long those seasons will last before they're shut down. We're going to talk PGA. Dustin Johnson walked away with a big W, so we got to discuss that. And last but not least, we're going to talk about how entertainment is dead for the time being. So, let's kick it off. I wanted to get you guys revved up. Get the tires warm, brains moving. I've got two trivia questions here for you. Okay. I put it as multi-choice to make it that much easier for you. First question, longest river in the world. Is it A, the Nile River, B, Mississippi River, or C, the Amazon River? Amazon. <laughs> I, I will guess the Nile 
just to be devil's advocate. Tom, it is the Nile. Yeah. Where is the Nile? Africa. Africa? Okay. Next up. geography for you here. Mm-hmm. Which U.S. state is known as America's Dairyland? Idaho, Wisconsin, or Minnesota? That's definitely Wisconsin. I'm going to go with Wisconsin, too. Cheese, uh, they're not cheeseheads, are they? Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're cheeseheads. Yep, you're both right. Tom, two points to one. We'll think, figure out who wins I think this might be the week. first trivia I've ever beaten Harrison at. Yeah, don't get, yeah, don't get like used to it. like you know your it. geography, kid. Um, all right. Let's see. Let's see. What do we got here? NFL news. This is probably the biggest news to come besides the fact that the MLB and the NBA are reopening. But Cam Newton signed with the New England Patriots. Little risk, high potential. It's a one-year deal. It is an incentive-laden contract but could be a $7.5 million payout. I imagine that includes winning a playoff, divisional, Super Bowl. But wanted to turn over to you guys to discuss this move and uh, whether or not we'll actually see him play a full season and what this means for his future down the road. Were we, were we able to get uh, Richard Sherman on as a guest tonight? No. Uh, he didn't answer my text. Okay, yeah, just checking. Yeah, he ghosted me. Just checking, because he had some strong words about a former MVP getting paid a one-year deal, pretty much that is only incentive-based, meaning that essentially the, the salary itself is, is minimal. Um, I mean, it's a great deal for, for the Patriots. It's a good deal for Cam in the sense that he kind of he can reestablish himself now that he's back to being healthy, because that was the always the issue in Carolina or you know at least probably since 2015 it's always been an issue with with his health I mean as we know he's, he's never been one to slide he's always wanted to kind of initiate contact and it's it's been an issue for him but I think it's great and I think it's a good a good match um, I don't love the receiving core in New England for him but uh, I think they'll have a couple of weapons to to make it work um, and they still have a pretty solid backfield at that so l- let me let me explain why this is ideal. First and foremost, Richard Sherman, get out of here, dude. Richard Sherman signed a three-year deal um, after his injury with the 49ers. Three years, yes, but it roughly came out to about $27 million, $9 million a year. So it's really not all that far off from what Cam is signing for. Obviously, Cam Newton has been dealing um, not only with a shoulder injury, but he's coming off a foot injury that isn't really very common but not a lot of players come back from so there's a lot of risk with cam newton just injury wise but i love what bill belichick did he's just doing what bill belichick does he waited for the quarterback market to calm down got in at the right price and there's the ceiling is you know limitless here cam newton is playing for another contract all right don't get it twisted he's not just doing this to to get on the team Cam Newton is going to ball out this year. He's going to want to play something that we probably haven't really seen in Carolina since his 2015 MVP season. So I am all in on Cam Newton. Um, but let's, let's talk logistics here about your core set of receivers and who he has to throw to currently playing devil's advocate. Right. So th- there is obviously that uh, gaping hole at tight end. We drafted two tight ends. Um, which, uh, all right, I know they're going to be rookies, but 
Not you know Julian Edelman will be back pending he stays off the steroids. And look, I'm this this is this is my take on this. I think we brought Cam Newton in to help develop Nikhil Harry. If you don't know who Nikhil Harry is, he was last year's uh, number or not number one. He was the 32nd pick um, in the first round in the NFL draft by the Pats last year, and he didn't have a great season. But I'm willing to chalk that up to Brady just not really giving a fuck. We all know that Brady was checked out last year from the get-go, didn't report to OTAs, didn't really give a shit all season, and as a rookie, that there's not a lot of room for growth there. Here comes Cam Newton, ready to work his ass off, ready to be the best he can be, and I think this year you're going to see Nikhil Harry emerge as the clear-cut number one receiver on the Patriots. I think he's due for a big year, breakout year, big guy, just the kind of target that Cam Newton's going to need. Still got Edelman. Uh, I don't know what other white guys we're going to pull into the mix, but... Yeah, and you have to also keep in mind, I think there's a nice... And, and, and two points. One is that the expectations for the Patriots are pretty low considering that they're the Patriots just because of, of what they're working with. Signing Sam puts them back... Or, excuse me, signing Cam puts them back into the mix within the AFC East. But they've got a good mix of veteran receivers paired with young receivers. So they've got Mohamed Sanu and Julian Edelman, kind of the, you know, like very highly touted veterans, uh, both very different in, in how they work in a system. But then they, yeah, like you said, Nikhil Harry, they also uh, undrafted free agent Jeff Thomas out of Miami. You knew I'd bring him up, Tom. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, was, I was laying sick, that up Sick, sick athlete, super talented, comes with some baggage. Uh, that he, he's got a little <laughs> he, bit of head case with problems. Louis Vuitton suitcase package. He comes with yeah, very yes. You're totally right. But if he can, if Jeff Thomas can buy into Bill Belichick and the Patriots' way of life, like the do your job kind of stuff, which is a huge question mark. I think he could also be a huge addition to that offense in terms of just stretching the field. The guy runs. I mean, I think in the, his 40 yard in the combine was like four four, but I think he's a lot faster than that. And. Uh, so I will give you that. I will say the tight end position, which has always been the Patriots' bread and butter, is, is a glaring issue. Uh, I can't speak to the O-line. I'm not really sure. I think they're okay uh, we, there. We have, we have a lot of money tied up in the O-line. Um, last year, our center got hurt out for the year, uh, Joe Tooney. And Marcus Cannon was kind of hurt. We, have a pretty, we should have a pretty solid O-line now that everybody's yeah. healthy. What are the odds that Cam starts first week? Or does Stidham oh, play yeah, the first no. few weeks He's, and then Cam comes in a month down the road? It's Cam Newton's team. Yeah. 100%. That, I mean, that's why the deal was a million dollars on paper. Like, if he doesn't start, we're going to cut his ass. And there's going to be a minimum cap hit. And it's, you know, back to Stidham. But I will say, I cannot stress this enough. This is comeback season for Cam Newton. And, you know, he's got a lot to prove, a lot of money potentially riding. Still in his prime, 31. That's roughly the prime for a quarterback. And we're going up against all these guys. We're playing Deshaun Watson. We're playing Kyler Murray. We're playing Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson. All of these guys that formed their game around Cam Newton and have, quote-unquote, surpassed him. Cam's coming back this year to make a fucking statement. Believe that. Believe that. Well, he's, he's definitely on the right team to do that. I mean, regardless of their wide receivers, regardless of the question mark at tight end, they still have Bill, and it's still the Patriots. They figure out a way to get it done, so it'll be interesting to see how Scam Newton comes in. And uh, what better than to have someone call Scam Newton on the Patriots? (laughs) You know? 
Yeah, no. that's uh, it's, it's rightfully <laughs> it's so. It's fitting. It's fitting. Hey, look, I, I will say, say what you want about his his attitude towards the media. He is not shy about expressing his displeasure with having to speak to the media. But at the end of the day, that's kind of something I respect. You know, Marshawn Lynch does the same shit, and he's applauded for it. Cam Newton tries to put them in their place, and he's painted as the bad guy. But off the yeah. field, Cam Newton is your model professional athlete. Stays out of trouble, really kind of just does his own thing. Does those weird-ass Instagram posts, which I don't know if I'll ever come around fully on that, but I'm working He's on. also, I mean, granted he's a football player, and a lot of them are, but he's very, very much so full of himself, and he loves to look at himself in the mirror. Hey, he's a handsome dude, dude. Have you seen his teeth? He's got great teeth. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's ask a bigger question here. Does it even matter? Um, you know, will there even be a 2020 NFL season? Do you guys think that they're going to be able to pull it together? Is Goodell going to be able to put together a plan? Um, or are we not even going to see any football this season? It's, it's going to be interesting. I think Goodell was kind of hoping for basketball and baseball to sort of ramp things up. Because they have, you know, basketball, I think, has like a 16-man team. Uh, baseball roster is 26. NFL's 53. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens uh, with these other leagues this summer. Because if it's hard enough to keep 10 or 15 guys safe, you know, expand that to a full football roster with personnel, uh, stadium attendance, even at a skeleton crew, you're going to have like hundreds of people interacting per day. Yeah, that's a really good question. I mean, like, how do you, I mean, I, I guess you have to start with personnel to start with limiting individuals, get rid of the water boys and the towel boys. But then again, like, are they going to touch all of those? You know, I mean, it's, hey, I don't know. I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I mean, I've been, I've been watching a lot of European soccer as of late, uh, considering it's pretty much outside of golf, the only sports that are going on. If, if the European soccer leagues can figure this out, on, on every level. It's not just the Premier League. It's La Liga in, uh, in Spain. It's Serie A in Italy. It's Bundesliga in Germany, as well as all of the sub-leagues below them. If they can figure this out, I am hard-pressed to believe that the NFL can figure this out. If they cannot... Uh, this is an organization that took over the day that the church used to own. So if they can't figure if it out... If they cannot figure it out, then, then, then that's on them, and, and they deserve to lose all the money in the world that they would if they didn't have a season. Just do it the same way. No fans and stands. I don't know if they'll have a season. I, I, it's, it sucks because we are in, a, in, and not to bring politics into it, but we are in an election year. And because of that, there's so much back and forth, pulling back and forth. It's, it's literally like a tug of war between those who think that it's irresponsible to have it and those who think that we need to have it to yeah. kind of for, for morale purposes. And I think when it's all said and done, we will have it. I will not be surprised at all. If players sit out, similar to what the MLB, you know, what we've been seeing out of the MLB, and that's, you know, whatever happens, happens. It would suck. I, I you know, it would suck if we didn't have NFL or college football. Uh, I think I, I'll cry. Like every I think day. I'm, I, I, I think I'd, I'd have a really hard time coping with that because right now, it's not a huge deal that there's really minimal sports. Um, obviously, getting rid of the NBA and NHL playoffs or pushing them back towards July sucks but it's not the end of the world considering what's going on um yeah. but i guess i think there I will be an NFL season selfish of me to uh to say i don't i don't really mean that i'm not gonna cry about it and i you know i'll understand if i have to go longer without sports 
Um, there's yeah, a lot of good stuff gonna, on TV right now. Anyways, I started. I'm just going to start watching um, uh, curling or. No, but see, here's Badminton. the problem: is neither of you Actually. can say anything off the top of your head. So, <laughs> I'm gonna go and push against what you're saying and announce that if there are no sports that start, I'm going to be thoroughly disappointed. I mean, these are multi-billion-dollar organizations; they should be able to get this together. I mean, the NBA apparently out of nowhere developed bracelets that identifies beforehand if people have COVID. So, like, mm, I'm thinking we can get this done. Yeah, I, I did see that. I, I feel like that's just a lawsuit waiting to happen. I mean, well, just one of them's bound yeah, but to break it's, or it, yeah, but it's it's turn oh, off. for the for the ring itself. But I mean, players contracting it while they're in Orlando, that's you know. Right, well, hey, you, hey, let's let's just hop into this because the biggest issue that came up in the news this week was players like bringing girls into the bubble. Yeah, hundred percent. You've been watching like, Stephen and Smith, haven't you, Tom? Well, so let's talk about what is goddamn point. Let's talk about what is returning. So we we know that the NBA and the MLB have announced that they're official officially returning the NBA July 30th. Uh, They've been on a hiatus since March 11th, returning with 22 teams at a single site uh, at Walt Disney World Resort in Florida. Um, Obviously, there are going to be multiple courts, but they're in, as Tom said, air quote, a bubble. Um, finals will finish no later than October 31st. What are our thoughts? Uh, so personally in the NBA, uh, the NBA is very much a league where if you have, you know, the super, not so much super teams anymore, but you know who the studs are. And realistically, I think we're just going to see all the bottom tier teams. So, I don't know, 22 teams showing up. I would guess 11 or 12 of those teams are just going to show up, get paid, and fucking lay down for the LeBron Jameses and the Giannises to just sweep them so they get all their money. They get to just chill in paradise in Florida. Have you seen this, like, quote-unquote bubble they're in? It's, like, top-end luxury. They got, like, video games. They got masseuses, uh, restaurant food. Uh, it, It really is, like, truly immaculate what they're staying in. And I hope they stay safe. But that's, they, lux- that's luxury quarantining right there. It is it is top tier quarantine. So I I think that half of them that do go down there are just going to get paid and they're gonna lay down and then you know the season's not really gonna start start until I don't know, probably the semifinals, I would guess. Interesting. Yeah, I mean honestly from what you're saying and what I've read and what I've seen, a lot of these sports, even though they are returning, um, I just re- I just feel like they're going to have their foot halfway on the pedal. I don't think a lot of these stars are going to be putting themselves in a position where they're getting, in certain circumstances, paid less money um, and putting their bodies at je- you know in jeopardy. So it'll be really interesting to see which players end up sitting, you know, which players actually are pushing, you know, to the limits, so to say. Right. I just would be bummed if they all returned and kind of just half-assed it. I'd rather not have sports in general. And, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if half-ass is, is the right word or not, but, like, what if LeBron gets coronavirus? Are, like, are the Lakers really going to still want to compete? No. I wouldn't. I don't think. I mean, that's if just, there's it's just, it's just part like, of it. 
if there's a small spike that happens, they're gonna shut it down immediately. Yeah, and then it's all gonna blow up. So I mean, it's gonna be scary. I hope not, and I hope to God that they can just keep their dicks in their pants for the time being, because the last thing I want to hear about is if so and so snuck a girl in who had coronavirus, or you know, what if they snuck one girl in and she had like chlamydia and instead of coronavirus taking over the nba like all the nba players got chlamydia <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, they're concentrating everybody would, in one area <laughs> it would suck but it would almost be kind of like funny in a way that it's just like everyone's like so worried about this one thing and then something that's like not you know somewhat equally as bad and <laughs> ends up infecting players <laughs> <laughs> right. so we're rooting for that if anything got yeah it. we're rooting for well, chlamydia I mean, Good. I think here's here's what's interesting to look at. Hockey, football, basketball, all these sports are extremely difficult, you know, for them to monitor and to prevent because of the fact that there's constant contact. They're, you know, within shoulder-to-shoulder distance most of the time. Minus the dugout, baseball players, I would say, are respectfully social distancing throughout the entirety of the game. You know, obviously, with the exception of third base coach and ump catcher, that kind of thing, there's a lot of players that are spread out. So I see a lot more success in the MLB than I do in other sports in terms of preventing COVID. Again, if if soccer, which is a much more contact sport than baseball, can make it work, then, then there, there's not going to be an issue. Yes, you're going to have your occasional person who's going to get, going to get it somehow, some way. But for people that are their age and in their physical, you know, stature, it's they're not going to. They're going to be. It's not going to be. It's going to be a breeze. They're just going to have to quarantine, get over it, and then come back. So the M- so the ML boy comes back July 23rd, July 24th. They've said there's a 60 game regular season plus a 10 team uh, post season. For extra innings at the beginning of every half inning, they'll have a runner on second base, attempt to speed up the game. These are some of the small tidbits that they've thrown in for what's going to occur um, when they do kick off the season. But do you think that they'll actually roll out those 60 games? <laughs> I guess that's the overarching question. So there, there's been a list of players that have already said no. Um, they're not coming back. And, you know, I fully respect their decision to do so, putting, you know, their, themselves and their, their family first. I think that's fair. But baseball's biggest concern, I agree with what Harrison said, the, the biggest concern is not even getting this season going, but it's the pending lockout that's coming next season. So the biggest holdup with all of this, baseball should have started a month ago, but the players' union and the owners could not agree on a deal, a number... Uh, and Manfred has just been getting like dragged through the dirt on all of this. And I am like more concerned for the state of baseball in 2021 than I am for baseball this year. This year is just going to be a wash, frankly, with every sport. Maybe not football, but MLB, NBA, and NHL. Like Whoever wins this year is always going to have an asterisk. Whoever wins this year isn't going to be considered really the champion. So like this is all strictly for entertainment purposes but shit's gonna get real next year when the players are like oh yeah 
Remember when you tried to screw us out of hundreds of millions of dollars? Yet yeah, the price is about to go up for all of this. Yeah, I've, yeah, I, I totally agree. I think it's it's everything's going to be with an asterisk. Um, it's all NBA players saying that this is going to be a harder championship to win to win than any other, which I do agree with the points they're making. But at the end of the day, you know, when we look back five years from now and they go, oh, the twenty twenty champion. NBA champion was the Los Angeles Lakers. The, without question, the, the first point anyone is going to make is, oh, well, it was kind of a weird season because of coronavirus, and it was only, you know, they did this like, it was, you know, so without a doubt, it's going to be an asterisk, regardless of players saying it's going to be the toughest championship ever. Um, and I think that goes for, for all sports. But I think it's disheartening because you have all of these athletes that have said, you know, we're not going to play if there's no audience and it's ridiculous and... LeBron you know, then you that. have the other you have the other side of the spectrum that says like we need to play for the audience you know even if they are at home this is a morale thing and it's kind of ridiculous to think about baseball players taking a seat and and discussing lockouts or uh, you know a rumor because the bottom line is they're being paid some of them an astronomical amount of money and could in a season potentially strike out every single time at bat and still get that money now you're being asked to play less games putting less damage on your body to make a little bit less money honestly it's kind of offensive as a fan that they are making this much of a ruckus about it and i get it from a covid standpoint but i don't think it's that well, anymore it's, it's, i it's think not they're even like a covid standpoint it was a respect thing so manfred fucked up in march when he said okay this is happening will sign this deal now for X amount of money. April and May happened, and then Manfred went back on his case and was like, all right, well, we're going to give you even less money. And the players were like, no, buddy. You told us you're going to pay us this. Is that because they didn't have the money that they initially thought they were going to have, or what was they're, the case there? They're I don't billionaires, know enough about dude. it. They have the money. They make hundreds of millions of dollars in TV deals. and Yeah, just, but think about that. There's nothing going on right now. TV deals don't mean shit when everything's on pause. No, yeah, I, I agree to some extent that the players should have budged more. But, again, it's just the the lack of like thought process from the MLB from the get-go. I don't know sort of where they were coming from or what they who suggested the deal back in March, but it's just, uh, it's just an ugly stain on baseball right now, and I agree. It's America's pastime. It needs to be on TV. It's something that, you know, everybody can attach to. And I'm just fucking, I just hope that spring training goes smoothly. I will <laughs> say, what, July a, what training, a wit, whatever. I'll fuck. tell you what, a, there was a W for baseball recently, and that was the 30 for 30 that came out. The Sammy Sosa Mark McGuire was just absolutely electric. And if you haven't seen it, it's probably the only W for entertainment <laughs> in like two, three months potentially yeah if you just if you like watching like just monster home run after monster home run uh just dingers it's, it's, dude. it's fun to it's watch. actually yeah. offensive the fact that people weren't even paying for tickets and just sitting in the streets of chicago catching balls at sammy sosa was just roping dingers too yeah it was almost oh, yeah. like people were sitting in chairs just standing there catching. Yeah, dude, they, they would have people waiting in the – just standing in the parking lot outside of Wrigley 
beyond the left beyond the left field wall, just waiting for balls to be hit over the outs out of the park. Bring baseball back again. You bring know? steroids that, back. That was the yeah. Bring era. steroids back. <laughs> um, all right, let's wrap a uh, sports section up here with some PGA talk. We brought it up before. Dustin Johnson brings home a big W this weekend at the Travelers Cup over at TPC River Highlands. Um, what did he end up finishing? Nineteen under. Yeah, he finished at nineteen. It was it was a pretty good tournament. It wasn't a ton of big names. Um, that finished up at the top. It was really Kevin Streelman that really was the only one at the very end who had a chance uh, to at least make birdie on 18 to to force Dustin um, to have to do something miraculous. And, you know, that didn't end up happening. Ends up being Dustin Johnson's uh, 22nd win. He's now won a tournament in 13 consecutive seasons, which puts him in the same company as Tiger Woods, Jack Nicholas, and Arnold Palmer. Um Pretty cool stuff. Obviously, incredibly hard to do, and uh, it's cool. It's I like seeing DJ back in the win column. He's a uh, he's a that's he, a huge accomplishment. Yeah, he's about as boring that's a, as a, that's as a, a nice little wall, bracket but, of people to be. Yeah, in the same category with he, yeah, he had absolutely. Some, he had some really good uh, spoken words after the event yeah. on on being in their company. They, he said it was uh, really good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> verbatim. They, DJ they, is uh, just. You know, true philosopher of our time. Is, I mean, his golf is definitely a lot better than his vocabulary. We got to get that guy a dictionary. Uh, for sure, he definitely <laughs> hardly went to, to hardly read. went to school. But you know, when you're making, I don't know, he's probably made sixty plus million dollars in his career earnings at, in the PGA, so he's doing pretty well for himself. Um, but like, ne- pick up a book in the off season might do you some justice. And then uh, this weekend is the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, invitational i believe uh up in detroit and again kind of a weird uh crowd bryson dechambeau will be there patrick reed uh, and then i picked personally and i told tom this i picked victor hovland to win the tournament ah. at plus 1800 odds that was and, my buzzer uh, beater harrison god damn it and i just ruined tom's buzzer beater better get on espn and go find something else bitch um, right, so, uh go yeah ahead. for for the record I also like Victor Hovland a lot. He's one of my new favorite upcoming golfers. Uh, so, yeah, check him out. Bet on him. I'm fading Bryson DeChambeau this week. Uh, I think he's going to be a little fatigued. You know, three or four weeks going in a row now with uh, that heavy set. He's built like a fucking 1970 Volkswagen minivan. Are they uh, tested for steroids in the PGA? Because that guy is definitely using They're not, they're not they tested are, for shit. I hope not. I just, I hope not. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm need. surprised that that guy doesn't just tear the skin off of golf balls. Oh, he does. He hit a 428 yard drive last week. <laughs> no, oh, I'm aware. I'm just saying, like, the amount of force that he exerts with those pythons. I mean, you'd think he'd crack the ball straight in half. He's still a pretty big tool, but it's pretty impressive. Oh, I'm not hit the ball that far. I'm not in any way, shape, or form assessing his personality i'm just saying that this guy literally found the dopest stash of steroids <laughs> yeah he found something he, he has like eight protein shakes a day he's probably got terrible farts Ugh, gross Christ, all right Tom. well i'll tell you what stinks like farts is the entertainment industry right now and it's absolutely dead as somebody who is a constant movie goer and seeking 
any types of shows to watch. There is not shit all out there right now for anyone. Um, we had Tiger King, Waco, The Way Back. All of it just came out in the midst of the chaos, COVID madness, and now nothing. So we're reaching out to you all for recommendations. I'm asking you to if you've seen anything worthwhile because at this point in time, I'm running out of options. I'm thinking about reading books. Um, uh, I don't have anything. I have been reading books. I, I'm I'm quite the intellectual these days. Oh, this guy. Yeah, and uh, you finished Shoe Dog? Not yet. I haven't read this week. <laughs> it's been an off Harrison. Week. Come on, man. <laughs> it's been uh, an off week. Uh, so- I do. I haven't. I cannot tell you. A single. I cannot recommend a single show right now. I, I, I've got nothing. Nothing. I got actually, nothing. I was I thinking about it today, and there was nothing. So I have been turned on to the show. Now, please hold your criticisms that I'm. I'm sure are coming. It's coming. Be- below deck. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I do know what you're talking about. I'm gonna let you go before I jump on this. So big, big below deck fan. Um, mostly because it's a lifestyle that I'm just not accustomed to. Um, essentially, the the premise follows uh, a captain of a luxury yacht and the five or six crew members and <laughs> the guests. Now there there is some drama going on that I'm not a big fan of, but just like seeing how some of these people live. Uh, and, and being able to afford these luxury cruises through like the Mediterranean and wherever the hell they go is really eye-opening to me. Um, I'm I, I'm kind of, oh, sorry about that. I'm I'm kind of into it. I'm into it, and I'm not afraid to admit it. Maybe maybe this so, is what happens when sports aren't on. My mind is just like itching for some form of stimulation that I turn to the Bravo Network. But hey, here we are. It's twenty twenty. So I'm not necessarily gonna shit on you because it is without a doubt entertaining. However, for me it's a bit of a trigger having been one of those poor saps that worked on a hundred foot boat and dealt with the day to day. And (laughs) it does it absolutely no justice and it makes their lives look fairly glamorous when in actuality living on a boat for six months 12 months at a time working as much as they do it is just brutal there's no other way to put it life on fair enough life on the sea is outrageous and they make it look like these guys are on an episode of siesta keys partying it up so so would you say that you know real semen when you see them (laughs) i would say that tom i would say that okay but but it is it is good entertaining shit because you do get a little glimpse of what the 1% live like and these guys are actually pretty smart because you don't want to buy a boat they're all chartering it and that's the move What's your saying they Gardner What's your saying What'd you say What's your motto I don't know if that's discussed on air is it Yes of course it is If it if it flies floats or fucks rent it <laughs> A wise oh, man goodness. once told me that Modest Yahoo. Look them up. Um, all right. Well, let's close things out. Buzzer beaters. Tommy Lasagna, what do you got for us, kid? Uh, aside from pulling for Victor Hovland this week, 
enjoy your fourth of july people again be safe be smart uh you know you're all well aware of the going-ons by now and i just i hope that sooner or later we'll get back to normal and to the best of your ability uh enjoy the fourth try and live it up like everything is good and you know celebrate don't, america don't have roman candle fights that is so dangerous yeah and don't stick them where they shouldn't go you all know what i mean by that yeah no i don't uh, harrison um, what do you got for us uh i just want to you know we touched on on the nfl we touched on the mlb and the nba and golf i just want to uh talk real quick about what a league should look like when they stick you know when they keep their nose out of out of political um issues the nhl today paid out 300 million dollars in signing bonuses after the NHL and the NHLPA, the Players Association, agreed that they would not defer payments due to the coronavirus. Um, I just want to say that this is the gold standard of how a, a pro sports organization should be run, that they pay the players when they're supposed to be played, no ifs, ands, or buts. And uh, I think it's great. Um, the NHL, with that being said, is slated to come back later in July for the playoffs. They're still ironing out the finer details in terms of protection, in terms of where it's going to be played. It looks like maybe in Canada, which I think would be great. Um, as long as it's televised, I wouldn't be able to go anyway. So I might as well put it in Canada where a lot of these players are from, as well as it just, I don't know, seems fitting, um, considering it's it's kind of their pastime. And, uh, yeah, and, you know, I don't know about you guys, but uh, I'm going to go shoot some guns uh, for my 4th of July celebration. What are you guys doing? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. I don't know if I'm able to do that in the nation's capital, but when I move to Florida, that's certainly a possibility. I will say, when we're ta- while we talk about all of this, with everything that's going on and the little that everybody knows about COVID, we, we've gotten an idea that UV light is good. It kills coronavirus to a certain degree. The cold weather seemingly brought spikes. So these organized sports ideas are let's move everyone down to Florida where there's a massive spike right now and everybody up to Canada where it's cold. I'm thinking maybe flip it. Everyone should. (laughs) Put everybody from the NBA up there. Let's just go ship everybody. Let's just go ship everybody to Canada and then it's their problem. Yeah, seriously. I don't know. That's just they've I don't, got, they've got I don't know what the solution is, but it just seems what they've got going right now is going to end up poorly. We'll see. Um, hey, we'll see. Tell. I just I just want sports. That's all I'm asking for. That's yeah, it. something to gamble. That's all I'm asking you know? for, and some Call of Duty wins, mm-hmm. which I have two of this week. I have two that today. Note that. Note that down. Should we go get some more? We should. We should. Well, ladies and gentlemen, thanks as always for joining us tonight. If you're not already. Remember to check us out on Twitter and Instagram. We also need you to go and subscribe either on iTunes or Spotify so that you stay up to date on our weekly released episodes. Excited to be back in the studio. Gentlemen, it was a pleasure to play us out here tonight. We're going to slow things down with some ganja smuggling. Later. Later. Ganja smuggling.
Fresh from Vegas and I'm feeling like a million bucks From the jet I can see the whole city is from Text message flying through the sky having brunch My soul restless, spirit gotta get what it wants They like Uzi, always in lobbies with new room key jacuzzis And hotel suites that's too bougie Groupies, they come with a move, they won't move me Goofy, it must be stupid, I took a roofie I've gone down but I'm on now I compound and I'm looking at the world through these time browns I'm about now, I ain't never looking back again I'm in the moment, gotta feel it when it's happening Roll for the code like Da Vinci Now I'm in the room with the legends, please pinch me Looked at my arm and she started relaxing She gon' give me draws, that's the laws of attraction Late night gambler, great dick handler But in the morning she an egg white scrambler Haters all ramblers, I will not pander Try to knock me down, but I rose like amber It's a marathon, so I'ma run the lap again They say them diamond boys on the map again Had the mailman bring a plaque again I'm only winning like this cause I'm African I'm not Drake, I'm not Kendrick, not Cola Wale, not Ye, not Jay, not Eminem or Wayne, not 50, not Game, not Snoop, not Dre, I'm just Boogus and not Boogus, just building his own lane, this ain't TDE or OVO, this ain't Dreamville, this is Diamond, and you know the team bill, they showed us everything, we showed them how we feel, put the game in overtime, dream trade like Meek Mill, took my time, perfected it, the sound is effortless, my skin's so black, synonym for excellence, and I'm really getting good, then I wish a nigga would, nigga. Master my craft and shit. Ten thousand hours, bitch. <laughs>